0: Welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Hump Day. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Something the central bank cannot devalue. Gold and silver, that is what we do. The physical delivery of it right into your hands or wherever you want us to ship it to. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is the toll free number. The website at allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine. Uh, get out there and and get the news to keep you all comfortably disturbed out there. as this world? It's a world that has absolutely lost its mind, hasn't it? I mean, every single day. Uh, I just can't be surprised. Uh, obviously the. The big headline, well I guess there's two. One, obviously the Iowa girl uh, and the uh, which has now been that an illegal, undocumented alien, whatever, you know, I don't even know what the politically correct term now is, uh, who has now been arrested for her murder. Uh, and again, how many more of these do we have to have to go through until people wake up? we need something new. Right? And, and it's obvious, and it's simple, and, and let's face it, they don't want it to be. The powers to be don't want it to be. George Soros doesn't want it to be. They want to eliminate borders. They want to eliminate countries. They want to eliminate all of that stuff. And, and, and of course, let's face it, uh, turn us into a cesspool like the rest of the world. That's just how I feel about it, right, wrong, or indifferent. Build the wall. Reform our immigration policy so we know who's here and who isn't. Is it going to stop crime? No. Could it could it have kept this girl and a lot of other people alive today? Yes. Does that matter? Thought it did, but apparently it doesn't. Uh, then, then, of course, the, the Donald Trump... Uh, paul Manafort and cohen uh pleading or well one pleads guilty the other one was uh found guilty the one thing I'll say that i and I don't know right and and again uh pretty much every single and I can't say that either <laughs> i want to say every single wealthy person committed a crime but that's that's going too far uh the the funny thing about i guess all of this is this was supposed to be. About collusion with the Russians, right? That was what this whole thing was about, and neither and none of this had anything to do with that. Uh, Manafort uh, mostly uh, was charged on a case from 12 years ago on tax evasion, uh, and then the, the the big thing, I guess, you know, the, the Stormy Daniels thing, right? The president, uh, I, I and. I don't even know how long ago it was. The only thing I saw is over a decade ago, so I'm not – I don't know when he did it. Uh, but but uh, they did pay Stormy Daniels, but they didn't do it with the campaign money. So I'm not sure. Again, I don't know. None of it had to do with Russia. Uh, the His lawyer was convicted on uh, something to do with campaign finance violations but the campaign finance violations weren't trump paying off the uh i don't even know what to call adult film star uh the way i the way i understood it cohen paid her out of his home equity line and then trump wrote him a personal check i don't know anyway those are the big headlines right And, and, and it's it makes no sense to me. we got so many things that we have to deal with, uh, and, and um, unfortunately this is what we're stuck with, just ridiculousness on on both sides. I, you know, I don't know how many billions of dollars, and this is what upsets me, it's not like we did this big investigation that's still going on. It's not like it was free, right? <laughs> right? That, hey, I, I'm the kindest of my heart I'm going to do this, and then we end up uh, coming up with some convictions, and and hey, if you did bad things, you got to pay the price. But it wasn't even having to do with what it was supposed to do with, and it's just I don't know nonsense. And this is kind of the world we live in. We've got to believe nonsense now, right? We've got to believe that we can go. Ch- Now, let's face it, Uh, apparently we can have unlimited debt. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Nothing bad's going to happen. The central bank, for the first time in history, is going to be able to pull it off, and it's going to be kumbaya uh, the first time ever. Well, I shouldn't say ever, right? I'm sure it's happened before, but they always end up the same way. Uh, If you look at the equity markets, all the other markets of the world, Correcting, Right? They're going down. United States, of course, we're going up here. And they're like, hey, we've been doing this forever. Yeah, that doesn't – it doesn't work that way. Right? And, and so you can – and obviously the the dollar being the – for the primary player here, uh, the dollar is overly strong. Other currencies are definitely undervalued. And the bottom line is we're going to correct – they're going to go up, and we're going to meet somewhere in the middle. That's just that's just what logic tells me. Uh, but today, we're going to focus in on. Now, we're not going to focus in on all that other nonsense. We had what appeared to be we are supposed to get a trade deal with Mexico. This morning, Mexico said, hey, well, I know they, they say there's a deal. There's no deal. Right, they they said no. Canada said the same thing. Uh, China is here today. No one expects a deal. But what we're going to focus in on is the dollar. What's the next move for the dollar, and what does that mean for gold, and what does that mean for silver? Uh, that's what we're going to focus in on today. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. One of the things that you have to, whether you like him or you don't, and I like his policy. I don't necessarily like him talking about the president. But one of the things you can't deny is he, if he says he, he wants something done, he gets it done. Remember the steel and aluminum tariffs. The reason he was able to do it, okay, because we have, right, we've entered into a trade agreements with all these countries, and we essentially want to change the deal, right? right? The art of the deal, right? We want to change it. And these countries would be like, yeah, no, we got a contract. Right, and the WTO, and right, we know what happens. We never win a case there. I said, you know, I'm sure we have, but hardly ever. But he used how he got it done, and he didn't have to get Congress, and he didn't have to go to the WTO, and he didn't have to do any of those things. He used a law that was created well before NAFTA and gas and all these trade agreements existed and the law it was essentially a way for the uh, United States to get out of a loophole and it had to do with national emergency in other words Hey, we're going to violate this contract on steel and aluminum because it has to do with protecting the United States in the event of an emergency. In other words, hey, we need to have the steel and aluminum industry uh, to build our military. And therefore, it's a national emergency. And this is why we need to impose these tariffs. The reason why the agreement that we you know everybody was speculating was coming with Mexico. And talking we've heard all of this talk about automobiles, right? Beamers and Mercedes and of course Mexico, which now pretty much all of our car companies have already said, listen, we're not building any more cars in North America. Right, they're all going to be built in Mexico and imported in. He's using the same law to threaten, at least for now, these car tariffs. And and this is what I'm being, at least what I'm reading, is the reason why there was no agreement with Mexico and Canada. You know, not that we've really been talking to Canada, but we thought we're going to get Mexico first and then get to Canada having to do with automobiles in this national emergency. This loophole. The same loophole exists for the dollar. And again, you learn something every day. I didn't know it did, but it does. Following the attacks on the Federal Reserve's rate hike policy and complaints about the strong dollar, Wall Street observers are now saying that it is very possible that Trump himself will launch a campaign to weaken the dollar as a way to reduce U.S. trade deficits, and really what is he going to do, right, get a better deal, and that this can no longer be dismissed while the strong dollar policy has been the cornerstone for successive U.S. administrations, right? I've only grown up in the strong dollar era. Matter of fact, his quote-unquote economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, was the strong dollar king. Right? Which, which uh, you know, again, I won't go, that's a different show. You know my feelings about Larry what we know is, again, everything that we used to know now has to be different, right? So all the lies that they used to tell us, right, about saving your money, uh, when you get over 55, you buy bonds, and you get out of stocks, and stocks are risky, and you never, ever, 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 should a central bank buy and monetize the debt never ever ever should central banks bring interest rates down to zero leave them there for a decade all this stuff right the lies uh are just there's too many to list everything that we were taught financially in the eighties and the 90 s and right up until two thousand six seven and eight are now Now we need to do the exact opposite. It says that they're now talking about upending the currency status quo. Since taking office in 2017, the president has routinely talked about wanting a weaker dollar. As Bloomberg noted last Wednesday, the Trump administration has further stepped up its rhetoric as the dollar has bounced off its low. In an interview published by Reuters this week, Trump once again, and right, we mentioned this, I want to say, on Monday, accused China and the European Union of manipulating their currencies. And again, this is all that's happened. You go back 120 days ago and you say, what's changed? from today until then. From then until today. And the answer really is the dollar's gotten ridiculously strong and everybody else's currency has gotten ridiculously weak. Last Friday, the president complained to wealthy Republican donors that he was not thrilled with Federal Reserve uh, president J. Powell and his increasing of interest rates alluding to the fact that when he hired Powell, he believed Powell was a weak dollar guy. So what can the president do? And here's where it really gets interesting. Uh, it starts with J.P. Morgan course, right? If it's going to start somewhere, where does it start? It's always these guys. And by the way, all the other, you know, in my bad guy bus, right, they're, they're driving, well, Wells Fargo is probably driving it, but J.P. Morgan's the head guy. They wrote, you know, and again, all these letters to their clients, I wonder who these clients are, it would be nice to know. They wrote this month, that they cannot rule out the possibility that the administration will intervene in the currency markets to weaken the dollar. Both Deutsche Bank and Oppenheimer funds echoed the same view, saying dollar intervention was no longer far-fetched. Goldman Sachs responded, you know, they, you know, we're getting to everybody, aren't we? Said that we haven't had a deliberate effort to weaken the U.S. dollar since the Plaza Accord of 1985. And for those of you that don't know what the Plaza Accord of 85 was, same deal. But this one involved, and think about how how uh, different it is. Japan, Germany, France, Great Britain, and us. That was the Plaza Accord. And, of course, now we got the Euro, uh, the Japan, Japan. By the way, this was the end of Japan. The Plaza Accord was an agreement that we came into with those nations. To weaken the dollar on purpose. In other words, the dollar, which had gained uh, some huge amount, again similar to what we're seeing today, this unnatural climb that was making uh, the the trade deficits unmanageable, right? The and the, the of course, remember now we didn't we hadn't run a trade surplus in what. 11, 12 years in 1985. And they said this was the reason why. Right? We needed a weaker dollar so all of these countries could buy our stuff. (laughs) Right? Again, same stuff we hear today. It never happens that way, right? Really, all business wants is to keep moving stuff somewhere else. And over a two-year period during this accord, The U.S. dollar paired its gains against all of these currencies from 1985 up until 1987. And, of course, what happened in 87? That was the stock market crash. Remember the crash of 87? Right? And that was also when the Japanese, right, the Nikkei was 40,000, right? And it all came falling down. And now they're talking about something very, very similar. But this won't be an agreement. In other words, the president, unlike the Plaza Accord, doesn't actually have to get these other countries to agree to do it. And here's what they're talking about. Uh, they're, They're saying the president might respond if uncertainty did worsen, like raising the likelihood of a slowdown in the U.S. economy. Now, of course, we already know that's going to happen, right? And it's just by the nature of the tax cut. And this may be what he needs to do it. A possibility is that the administration would shift from tariffs, right? So far, right, we still don't have any deals. Which would require a separate staff to handle exemption requests from products and all that stuff. And right, we we know that that gets muddy. They said that it would be just simply easier for the president to directly intervene in the currency markets. They said that the greater likelihood is that the president will replace tariffs with exchange rates as his main tool for addressing U.S. trade imbalances. The president can intervene said that there is no, there is one loophole Trump could exploit to get around the funds constraints and to bypass Congress altogether. So in other words, right now, the exchange stabilization fund, there's rules that say this is how you can use the fund. And if you want to do something different Right, you got to go to Congress. But there's a loophole to that. Right, there's a loophole for the loophole. I'm going to tell you what that is when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative perspective since 1983, continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly.
1: When the Supreme Court declared unconstitutional the District of Columbia's ban on private ownership of guns, that was a victory for active advocacy by private citizens who understand the Constitution and effectively refute judicial heresies. Fortunately, the United States not only enjoys widespread gun ownership, we also have large numbers of citizens who understand the Constitution and are willing to speak up for their rights. Gun rights advocates, working entirely outside the legal profession, actively promoted the common-sense truth about the plain meaning and historical context of the Second Amendment by publishing articles in gun magazines and other journals. At first, the legal community scoffed at these people as ignorant gun nuts, but eventually the weight of their logic and historical evidence became overwhelming. Then came a couple of breakthroughs. In 2001, Attorney General John Ashcroft cited many writings by the Founding Fathers, as well as Supreme Court decisions from the early years. He concluded, In light of this vast body of evidence, I believe it is clear that the Constitution protects the private ownership of firearms for lawful purposes. The Democrats then had a great awakening about why Al Gore lost the presidency to George W. Bush in November 2000. Gore lost three traditionally Democratic states, Tennessee, Gore's own state, Arkansas, and West Virginia, primarily because Gore was a gun control advocate, and those states have lots of voters whom Barack Obama calls bitter because they like their guns. Despite the gun victory, the Supreme Court is still a major problem because four liberal justices are diehard supremacists who believe they have the right to repeal the Second Amendment. The biggest issue in the upcoming election is whether the newly elected president will fill court vacancies with justices who respect the Constitution the way it was written.
0: Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues, upheld by Ed Martin, President of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis and our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her Eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at PhyllisSchlafly.com. That's PhyllisSchlafly.com eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot radio news hour people now speculating that the tariffs situation as we have uh, learned this morning at least for now the agreement that we were supposed to get with Mexico right, which was I guess I don't know but I guess was supposed to be the easy one uh, is not going to happen. And at the same time now, the president has continued his attacks on the Federal Reserve for the interest rate hikes and the, the dollar essentially gaining all of this strength. And today we learned there may be a new way forward. There's one loophole where we could use the exchange stabilization fund, right? Why we have that, right, again, who knows, because, well, we know why, right? Because we want to manipulate everything. But it's only $22 billion. And, well, that sounds like a lot of money. It's not that much. But there's a loophole. To that loophole, and the problem with that one is you got you know you got rules, and you got to do this, you got to do that. There's another loophole. The president could declare a national emergency through the U.S. Treasury via the federal, the Central Bank of New York, and the president could force the Federal Reserve to sell dollars using Federal Reserve account, yeah, now it's what, right? Now it's not $22 billion, it's it's unlimited, right? We would sell dollars, and we'll buy yen, we'll buy renminbi, we'll buy euros, and essentially of course, the market. Of course, the the issue with that, and, and, and let's face it, most presidents, no, they'll never do that. Trump, yeah, he will. Because, quite honestly, this is what really needs to happen. When you start thinking about what that would do to gold and silver, I mean, they would be it'd be. Especially with all the record short positions, you, you can see a hundred-point day, a two-hundred-point day, easy in these markets. Here's the thing, right now. So, I've been following, and I've been trying to update you on Treasury holdings because it's important because we're 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 printing thousands of oh, thousands, trillions of dollars of Treasury bonds every year now. Right, think about it in five years we'll print three trillion a year every year on top of all the rollover stuff. foreign central banks have stopped buying right matter of fact we know some central banks have outright sold right we know Russia Venezuela Iran right but but no you know Japan's not all adding matter of fact they've kind of sold a little bit China hasn't added since 2013 matter of fact they've actually sold. It, it, about a hundred billion dollars worth over the last five years, right? They went from 1.2 trillion to 1.1. Nobody's buying them now. The government could potentially enter into a deliberate devaluation. Then, of course, obviously, the holdings of the treasuries that they currently have would be even worth less. Right, so so they right now they hold about six trillion. That's what foreigners are holding, six trillion dollars. Uh, it, it actually what is funny is it's caught the eye of Germany. Germany this morning now has called for a no confidence in the U.S. monopoly over global payment infrastructure. Okay, that's the Swift system. Right, so you're starting, listen, all the unintended consequences, right? You don't hear about them. Nobody wants to talk about them, but this is it. Right, everybody, all the other countries in the world right now are saying, hey, our economies are worse because of what you guys are doing over there. You're manipulating it. The Federal Reserve is manipulating it. You're out here and and you're causing undue stress and harm. You know what, we're tired of it. Germany's foreign minister called for the creation of a new payment system independent of the United States that would allow Germany to be financially independent in its operations from Washington and means... A nuclear deal between Iran and the West and recruising itself, in other words, hey, just because you don't like a country doesn't mean we don't have to. Europe should not allow the United States to act over our heads and at our expense. Now how do you think they would like this, where all of a sudden we're going to deliberately force the Euro to be stronger when they're deliberately trying to make it weaker? Right, the Chinese want their currency to be weaker. Japan wants it to be weaker. Great Britain wants it to be weaker. Right, everybody wants it to be. We want it to be weaker. They're they're calling for creating a European monetary fund and building up an independent SWIFT system. This is by uh, reported by the Financial Times. This is huge news. When you start thinking about it, of course, you start thinking about gold here the last several days, all of a sudden gold's catching a bit, right? Again today, gold's up, what, another two, three bucks uh, today. Matter of fact, it was up, I got, got back to 1,200. Uh, it's at 1,196 because of the Mexico thing, right? Oh, <laughs> right? oh, no deal. But now we have Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Oppenheimer, all these large institutions saying, hey, there's another option for the president, citing the same national emergency that he's used on the tariffs. And now, all of a sudden, you've got Germany coming out and saying, uh, essentially, that they want to have a vote of no confidence in the United States, in uh, this one targeting the SWIFT payments system. And again, this is where you use dollars, right? And essentially a turning away of U.S. Treasuries, right? Providing an alternative for people to buy and sell, not having to use the United States, and it's all coming out. Remember what fiat currencies are designed to do go to zero. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. We've been talking about platinum a lot. Matter of fact, it's on my buy, 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 buy list. Uh, We we had the one ounce platinum platypuses. They're all sold out. We sold every one of them. They're gone. There are no more. We have thirty one ounce platinum kangaroos. And by the way, everybody that got the platypuses, they actually we had people calling us saying they can't believe they're awesome. Apparently they're just awesome. And the, the, the platinum coins, if you've never seen a platinum coin, they are and they're just beautiful. They're so vibrant and bright in the detail. Uh, the kangaroo, uh, this one is, is actually more expensive. it's worth more than the platypus. Uh, my guess is people know what a kangaroo is, and some people don't know what a platypus is. I don't know. Uh, but this one ounce platinum, Kangaroo coin, we have thirty. I'll sell them until they're they're gone. And and here's the after this one, I don't think there is any. So so this will be it. It'll, and it's just too bad because people want to take advantage. Obviously, platinum hit its lowest in in years. Uh, matter of fact, looks like the bottom may be in on platinum as well. Uh, it's 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 what six or seven dollars away from going back above 800 uh you know we started selling them i think it was what, what about 775 780 something like that one ounce platinum kangaroos they're going to be 910 910 dollars today uh, there's 30 of them they're awesome they truly are if you want something that's just a super cool uh this is one of those things we've talked about platinum before In the last, you know, 40-plus-odd years, you know, we're almost really closing in on 50, right, since 1971. There's only been a couple of times where platinum has been less than gold. As far as I know, it's never been this less than gold. In other words, you know, gold's 1,200, we're talking about platinum at 800. Right, so either you're you're talking about hey, it's a third left, uh, a huge buying opportunity uh, in platinum, in my opinion. Uh, do you build your portfolio on platinum? No, but this is one of those things where, kind of like the rhodium. Remember when we sold rhodium at like five six hundred dollars an ounce, and now rhodium is twenty two hundred bucks. Kind of like that. Same same premise here. That's what I why I'm recommending it. Uh, these are the platinum kangaroos. This is the last 30 ounces that I have available that are in actual coins uh, at $910 at 800 Russia yesterday made a big announcement again, and they do it every month. How much more gold did they buy this month? Another, it was a whopper, $800,000 ounces of gold Russia bought in, in in last month. They are now the fifth largest holder of gold in the world, but something a little more interesting now is they essentially bought their entire mine supply. China is the number one gold producer in the world, as far as gold out of the ground. They do not export any goal. Russia, by the way, is the third largest producer. And and by the way, let me tell you how close it is. Six tons away from being the second largest producer. Australia, by the way, is number two. So it goes China and essentially Australia and Russia are neck and neck for second. But to, with, with today's announcement, Russia now is on pace to buy every single metric ton of gold that they are mining. So we'll now be up to essentially two of the top three gold producers in the world now are essentially buying all of their own gold. And you start putting these things into place, you start thinking about What we learned today from J.P. Morgan and Goldman of what could be next for the dollar. You start thinking about what Germany said. Hey, we want to go no confidence. We want a new global payment system that the U.S. isn't in charge of. And then, of course, we know about Russia. We know about China now. uh, And and you start thinking about gold and where it's going to be. And economics 101 is always going to prevail. We got way too many dollars. Can't, it's, it's obviously uh, way stronger than it should be. The president knows it, right? And you should take heed. He's telling you something. Way too strong. The rest of the world, right, turning their back on the United States. Talking whether whether it's dumping treasuries, whether it's tariffs, and 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 uh, not playing along and, and bending the knee, if you will, to the U.S. To today, now Germany coming out and calling for a new global payment system. Right, you, you got to take the time. You got to start putting things away. Uh, so we've got the one ounce platinum kangaroo. At $910, uh, best deal on silver, those silver dimes, at $60, uh, puts you, you know, right, 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 right around that $2 over spot area, rolls a dime, over dimes, 60 bucks. you get 50 dimes in a roll. If you were out and drudge, you see the picture. You know what, maybe, Ramon, if you can do this for me, there's a picture of how many Venezuelan dollars you needed to buy a chicken. You had one of these silver dimes, you could buy that chicken. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back with the final statement. Twenty-four kangaroos left at nine hundred and ten dollars. Uh, platinum's at seven ninety-three. Uh, the Best Buy on Silver, those those rolls of dimes, you know, two dimes. So in Venezuela, a whole turkey, or a whole turkey, a whole chicken, okay, just a chicken, was going to cost you like 14 million of those old bolivars, 14 million and change, almost 15 million actually, uh, which equated to $2.20. So you think about uh, just two dimes would get you a chicken so would you rather walk around with uh 15 million old boulevard notes or uh, two dimes that's what they're for great uh divisible material fractional material uh, allows you to easily buy day-to-day things uh whenever you know if the world just completely lost its mind which it may we hope not right we you know we all hope for like a nice orderly changing of the currency and all that stuff, right? That's what I hope for. But it's always good to have it, and it's the cheapest way to buy silver today. So it's a, it's a double win. Uh, rolls of dimes, 60 bucks. If you buy 20 rolls or more, we'll throw in the shipping. Uh, and obviously you can pick up dimes uh, either in Phoenix or Colorado, uh, either one as well. Uh, on the gold side. And this was a good one. I worked hard to get these. Uh, I've been trying since uh, Monday. I can now uh, in confidence tell you I can sell about $75 liberties. They're going to be $345. So you're going to save 10 bucks a coin. $75 liberties, $345. Uh, I, I don't, the, these, the Liberties, by the way, live in Colorado, you can pick up the, the Liberties the, and the Dimes in Colorado. We, as I told you, here in Phoenix, the next couple weeks, all of our core items will be available to you. Uh, the Platinum, uh, we have shipping. So you, the Platinum, you'll have to on those special items, you'll have to wait a little bit. Uh, platinum Kangaroos at 910. And we got 24 left, and Arlene's on the phone right now. Uh, we have silver dimes at sixty. Sixty dollars a roll. That puts them, you know, right around two bucks over spot. Uh, and if you buy twenty or more free shipping if you want to pick up here or Colorado, you can do that as well. And then of course the on the gold side, you know, think about Russia's dues right now. Now we got the essentially Russia's within six tons of being the second largest gold producer in the world and the two top producers are buying it all. Uh, those are at $345 at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 951 The Dow is down, not a lot, but down about 40 points right now. Uh, again, I think the lack of a deal uh, in Mexico ha- has put it on the back foot here. Uh, gold's higher, silver's higher, crude oil's higher. Uh, matter of fact, crude oil's 67.32 Uh, We had a big draw in crude, even though we had a a big increase in distillates and gasoline, big drawdown in crude oil, uh, sent crude oil higher today. Uh, So we'll have to watch how it all plays out. But behind the headlines, the news you haven't heard about. Wow. Are we due for a new global payment system? Is the rest of the world getting ready to turn its back on the United States? Is President Trump going to use the dollar as a weapon? All remains to be seen. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.